what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, What the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Hey, Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And Courtney. And today we've got a current case going on that we're going to be talking about. Very current. <laughs> kind of uh, as current as today. Yeah. Is it safe to say today? Yeah. So we're recording Tuesday, July 25th, and yesterday, July 24th, the trial started for this case. So I've been following it while getting ready to record this. So the case is actually currently in trial as we're recording this. So kind of in a way, we won't really have full, like, resolution on this case? No. So we're probably going to have an update later in the future whenever there is some more information. If there is some more information aside from what we expect is going to happen. But with this crazy bitch, I think there's going to be another follow-up on this. You think so? I do. So first of all, her name is Taylor Denise Coronado. 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 But you may know her better in the headlines as Taylor Shabusiness. The last name. <laughs> Shabusiness. It makes me think of, you know, like somebody trying to be a smartass and being like, it's not Shabusiness. That's <laughs> where I was going at with this. She was born November 23rd, 1997. She was born the same year as my sister, so she's, what, 25? Or about to be 25? Currently. Currently. Yeah, she's currently 25. But that makes her a Sagittarius. So, we've had the Sagittarius before. I remember we've talked about it, but for any of those who have not listened to whatever episode it was that we had Sagittarius, or I cannot remember exactly who it was, but um, they're known to be kind of like the free-spirited type thing. They don't like boundaries. They like to just get up and go and very spontaneous do their own thing do their own thing for sure definitely do their own thing i couldn't really find where she was born i couldn't find any like birth certificate or anything but at the time this happened she was living in green bay wisconsin she had lived in texas and on her facebook which i really think it's her facebook i ran across she claims to have lived in california but i think that's just one of those Mm -hmm. just put in a place there I did find official records saying that she had lived in a couple places in Texas and Wisconsin, though. 
Okay, so for sure you do know those. Okay. Did this happen? Where did this happen at? This happened in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. So, I want to throw a disclaimer out there because it almost got me. I searched all over for official records. They're very hard to track down. In Texas, it kept sending me to a Denise Coronado. It's very oddly close to the same name. Yeah. It's her middle name and last name. Very close to the same age. She is also Hispanic, which I didn't mention, but Taylor's Hispanic. They look a little bit similar. Denise was arrested at the age of 19 for kidnapping a 14-year-old girl and having 26 men rape her. That's not a story I'm getting into today. I was going to say, that's a lot. Yeah. The more I checked into it, these are not the same people. It's been confused and people are saying, oh, I don't know if she ever, you know, stayed in jail or whatever. I don't know. I didn't look into it because that's not this story. But these are not the same people. Taylor Coronado is not Denise Coronado. It's interesting that they have the same names and similar birthdays. That's very, that's interesting. But Yeah, like whenever I checked into it, it was the right age to be Taylor. So I was like, what? That's really odd. But no, no, it's not the same person. She was actually born as Taylor Denise Coronado. She married Warren Edwin Chabot. I'm not sure if it's Chabot or Chabot, but I'm going to say Chabot. Okay. She married him in 2017, according to what's seen on Facebook. It does say in his intake records that he's married. Okay. I couldn't find their marriage certificate, but, I mean, it seems to be they're married. And, if you look at the mugshots, he's got Taylor tattooed right across the side of his neck. And she's got Warren tattooed. uh, Yep, it's Warren. So, she's got his name tattooed across her neck, too. So, uh, I guess that's trash married? (laughs) I can say it because I've got a name on me. I gotta get covered up, too. (coughs) So I understand. We all make mistakes. Don't don't make that mistake. Sorry for those that I just coughed in your ear. I was trying to cover it up, but I couldn't help. You, you caused me to laugh in that same moment, and so it's Shelby's fault. I'm sorry. Well, oh, Warren, he was charged with domestic abuse on July 24th, 2018. But between that and getting charges for driving with a revoked license in 2020, he has a previous rap sheet with burglary with strong arm, theft, possession with intent. He's actually incarcerated at the time Taylor did this. So we're actually going to leave him alone and let him think about that relationship there. Okay. So I think he needs to do a little thinking about that. Yeah, I think it's time to (laughs) to throw those divorce papers down. (laughs) You make it feel like you're in time out, so you're going to think about the decisions (laughs) and choices that you made. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she legally changed her name to Taylor Denise Shabiznes. February 20th, 2019, after petitioning for it December 5th, 2018. After looking through their Facebooks, Warren's birth name is Chabot. But I guess they thought it would be badass to go by Shabiznes and build a Shabiznes empire. Fuck it. I'm going to read what Warren has on his Facebook for Queen Taylor Shabiznes. Oh, okay. (laughs) To make sure my queen knows that no matter if we're apart or not, that I will do whatever it is necessary to get her back next to me. Never will I give up on her, nor will I ever lose confidence in our shabusiness empire. Oh my god. 
<laughs> my word has been my word to her. My word to her will never change. She knows better than anyone that I mean what I say and I say what I mean. Now, baby, I promise you that I'm going to be coming to get you. It's your golden year. Best believe you'll be in my arms for it. Baby, stay strong and always know that your king knows how to do one thing and one thing only. That's right. Go to jail. <laughs> what we know best. The Shabusiness Shuffle Hustle. What the fuck? <laughs> Shabusiness Shuffle Hustle. <laughs> okay. Now calm down, smile, and tell yourself with confidence that you're doing a good job. Alright. Oh, the foreshadowing. It's only a matter of time before you're home, baby. Till then, never have or will I ever give up on us. We will get through this obstacle struggle together, baby girl. It's been tough not having you by my side, but you're what motivates me to stay sane, because nothing or no one could ever replace the feeling I get when I'm next to your sexy ass. Oh my god. <laughs> For real though, be ready, because I'm gonna come get you soon. I promise, baby. I love you and I miss you so much, beautiful. XOXO, love, King Poppy Boo, Shabusiness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Poppy Boo? Poppy Boo, Shabusiness. <laughs> and if, can you explain to me, what is he talking about coming to get her? Where, where is she? I'm assuming at this time, it sounds like she is incarcerated for something, and he's... He's just a let free my hoe? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so anyways it seems that they possibly had a child together i'm not a hundred percent sure it's his but it seems to be either way she had a kid mateo i actually really like that name looks like sometime in the fall of 2021 is whenever she had him but after doing some investigation, she seemed to immediately lose custody. And a friend of hers was actually trying to help her get Mateo back in Texas. Found some of this out through uh, digging on Facebook. As one does. Yeah. Uh, Tina did a lot of research into this for me. I'm not sure if she was visiting down there, moving back down there, had the baby down there. I don't know. You know what I know. That's, mm. that's about it. She does have a couple of pictures and a video of him on her Facebook, and it looks like it may be his great-grandparents, her grandparents, who now have him safely in another state. I'm not gonna dig more into that, because I want them to be able to move on. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. It's, uh, so, it's kind of like, it is what it is, especially yeah, he's a minor. So. I hope he's doing well. It sounds do. like he's doing alright from what we have seen. We're gonna leave that alone. So jumping to the time I'm about to tell you here in 2022, she was living in a little apartment in Green Bay. She was actually on house arrest at the time. Oh. She seemed to have a problem with drugs and authority. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of drug charges on her stuff, but this girl is only 24 years old and already has a rap sheet that includes running from the cops with a vehicle, bell jumping, resisting an officer, possession. Again, it's not clear what drug that was exactly, but threatening an officer, all kinds of fun stuff. Okay. And remember, she was on house arrest at this time. She's doing great taking care of the shabusiness. Exactly. <laughs> the shabusiness empire. So, Monday, February 21st, 2022, she must have got a wild hair up her ass or something because she somehow managed to cut off her ankle monitor and meet up with this guy that 
at the time, I thought she was just hooking up with. Mm-hmm. But they actually went to school together. Okay. They they went to middle school and high school together. So they, they actually really knew each other. And it seems like after hearing one of his, well, one of both of their friends testify that also went to school with them, they seem to have been a thing, her and Shad. So... That that's the guy that she's. I was gonna say that. I was assuming Shad yeah. is the uh, the victim that we're now, about to talk about. Keep in mind that everything that we're saying right now is alleged. Mm-hmm. She's in trial right now, so everything is alleged. Everything is just what we think. I've read several things. This is all hearsay, but a lot of stuff is hard to get information for. It looks like she and her husband were actually in an open marriage. Okay. But I had also seen where they had been fighting, and he was actually wanting a divorce. Okay. So I'm not really sure, but she seemed to be pretty open about being a sex worker, according to the people close to her, and she also really enjoyed drugs. Okay. So. (laughs) She cut off her ankle monitor and drove to go pick up her buddy, which people are calling her boyfriend, but I'll let you make your own assumptions about that. But it was Shad Rock Therian. Say that last name one more time. Therian. 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 I like that name. I don't know why, but that's why I was like, say that one more time. I actually really like his whole name. Shad Rock Therian. It's pretty cool. That is. Shad was born September 7th, 1997 in Green Bay to Tara Pakanek and Michael Therian. Okay, so you said September 7th, so that makes him a Virgo. Yes. As am I. I was going to say... Is- I can't. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Um, so Virgos, and you can attest to this, <laughs> are usually critical thinkers. They like to kind of try to problem solve, but yeah. they think, you know, less hypothetical. It's more like I need facts and base things off of that. Um, they enjoy being amongst people, but they don't like to be amongst a lot of people. Um Fair. And they also work best in teams, or they're also good solo. They're, I mean, they're genuinely, I feel like out of all the Zodiac signs, they're kind of like the ones that kind of just fit in amongst everybody, if that makes sense. They're very fluid. I do fit in just about anywhere. So there there was the friend, the one I was talking about, that I saw in court testifying. Mm-hmm. He, his name is AJ. We're just going to call him AJ. He is actually the one who went with Taylor to pick Shad up in a minivan. Okay. The three of them went and picked up some drugs, went back to an apartment, smoked some weed. Okay. Smoked some meth. Okay. And then AJ left. Okay. Listening to him testify absolutely cracked me up. I don't know if it was a joke because they were smoking weed and you have to chop up weed or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you chop up meth. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know the first thing about meth. I don't even know what it looks like, so <laughs> wouldn't know. The, the only thing I know about meth is Breaking Bad. So basically, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Same. But he said in the court that they were all sitting around just chopping it up. That's what he kept saying. And Taylor actually hearing this, she was smiling at him and laughing about the whole time in court. Chopping it up. Chopping it up. So they, basically he's saying they're just chilling now. Casually chilling. I'm assuming just chilling for them is doing some drugs there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially the way you clarified it as 
chopping it up. I mean, sorry. I mean, if you're hanging out with somebody, like if you and I and Tina, like if somebody says, what did y'all do today? Well, we, we hung out. That's to me yeah. kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, you don't but say chopping, chopping it, it up. up. And once you hear this case, it's going to be a little more eerie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, after AJ left, Taylor then shot up herself and Shad with trazodone. So, uh, okay. I didn't know you could shoot up trazodone, but a lot of people, after researching this, a lot of people didn't know that, but you can liquefy anything, melt it down, whatever, yeah. stick it in a syringe. Fucking crazy. Do oh. you know about trazodone? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've, I've had it before. I've been prescribed it. Not my thing. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. I can't do it. But... That's, I could not imagine how it would affect you shooting it up. I imagine it would really put you out of your mind. I wouldn't want to find out, but I agree with you. I, I And especially they mix... Okay, so they... Pr- prior to this, smoked weed mm-hmm. and meth, mm-hmm. and now shot themselves up with trazodone. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes. After that, they actually left in that minivan and drove to Shad's mom's house. How are they? I don't know how they're even functioning at this point. I don't know if the meth maybe counteracted the trazodone. Yeah, it did kind of... Um, I feel like, honestly, at this point, they shouldn't have even touched weed because that was a waste of money with everything else they're doing. That's... Like... (laughs) Same. Damn. That meth... That meth alone... What was the I, weed? Just I a palate understand. cleanser? <laughs> I, I think the weed was an appetizer for him. It's, it's insane. Damn. Okay, Okay. sorry. Continue. But I, I did want to throw this out because it's not really important to the case. It's not really relevant. But it's something that I kind of kept in my mind. And it kind of changed my whole outlook on a lot of the situation by keeping some of this stuff in my mind. Okay. She was supposed to be living in one apartment that she had for the probation and stuff for the ankle monitor, yeah. right? She was not living there. She was living with Scott Tomes, who was born in May of 1968. 1968? Yeah, she was born in 97. Yeah. And he's born in 68. She was living with him at the Eastman Avenue Apartments, which is the same apartment she was at whenever she got arrested. 2353 Eastman Avenue, apartment number one. I found a small claims thing in court and driving without insurance, but I didn't see any times he got busted for drugs around there. Mm -hmm. I probably didn't get all the files either. I'm sure there's a lot of files I missed out there. So I, I don't really know. I just thought it was weird. He doesn't really have a lot to do with the story or anything, but I thought it was weird that she was living with someone born in 68. Unless it was a drug thing. Or a sex thing. Maybe it was a free ride for her. I don't ask questions. Well, at some point, Monday night into Tuesday morning, Shad and Taylor returned to his home. His mom's home. The basement of his mom's home, actually. So, Shad lives with his mom? Okay. So, Shad actually, he's 24. Uh-huh. He lives with his dad most of the time. Okay. But he goes over to his mom's whenever he wants. Okay. So, he's actually... When you go into this house, there's a kitchen as soon as you walk in. They they kind of blocked off their front door so they don't use it. So, you go in the side door. You go right into the kitchen. There's a living room and there's two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. One of the bedroom is Shad's sister. Okay. 
half sister. Okay. But still, sister. it's the same. It's the mom's kid, the mom's daughter. Okay. So she's staying there in one of those rooms. The other room is actually set up for his stuff, and he's got some stuff in there. But there's also two box springs and a mattress down in the basement, which is halfway finished, halfway unfinished. Okay. There's a bathroom on the main floor. There's a shower down in the basement and a drain and stuff. And then if you go upstairs, there's another room, which is where his mom and her boyfriend stayed. Okay, so this is a three-story house. Basically. Okay. It's like a Cape Cod house is the way they described it. I didn't know what that was, but maybe you do. <laughs> I'm just sticking with so, a three-story house. So I'm like, yeah, okay. One of the important things to notice here, and it, it took me a lot of listening to try to determine the exact layout of this house. There's only one actual bathroom in this house. And it's the one on the middle. And it's in the the middle. The main floor is the ground level. Not under it, not over it. The ground level. So there's a shower in the basement, but it's just a shower. Yes. But there's a full bathroom on the main floor. Just to clarify for me and everybody else's following. (laughs) (laughs) So at this time, I believe Shad was actually in some trouble, I think. He lost his license or something. Okay. But he does have a bit of a record himself. Come to find out, pretty much everyone in this entire story has a record. Either way, his mom left him alone. I mean, he's a 24-year-old guy. He's got a girl over that he's known for years. Mm -hmm. His best friend, according to his own sister. Mm -hmm. So she just left him alone. She didn't... You know, they're probably used to her coming around, and so they probably. didn't really think anything about it. I, I would assume. They're just probably like, oh, yeah, he's just brought her over. They're doing whatever they do. It's it, it's whatever. So Taylor drove back to Shad's house, right? Mm-hmm. With Shad in the van. They get there. Shad rings the doorbell about six or seven times. That's really his way of letting them know, like, hey, I'm here. Let me in. In fact, his mom's boyfriend, Steve, actually said that was his key, like as a joke. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, it was common. He didn't seem to remember when it was because he was asleep, but I believe it was around 1 to 3 in the morning whenever they got back to Chad's mom's house. Okay. So, he let them in. They went straight down to the basement. He went back up to the room. In court, they said, oh, so you were tired, you went back up to bed, and he was like, yeah, I went back upstairs. That hit me kind of weird, but that's beside the point. So now that they're down in the basement, they're all nice and fucked up with all these mixes of shit in their system and everything, <laughs> they decided the next thing to do that would be really fun would be some kinky sex, just some S&M and shit, right? Yeah, okay. So according to her, about five minutes after they got there, He brought out two chains and described one as a silver chain link and the other as a dog collar choke chain. I had to look into this a little bit and I finally actually saw the chains and the evidence in the courtroom and everything. Do you remember those choke collars? Like, they got two big rings on it and then a chain going all the way around. And then you have to drop the chain through it to get the loops to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And when you pull it, it when you pull it, it tightens. Yes. That's what it was. That Those are the same two chains. One was closed up already and the other was just stretched out long, you know. 
So here he is face down on the bed. She's on top of him. She's got the chain around his neck. And she's just pulling from the end of the chain just hard as she can, I'm sure. And she said at one point that she could actually feel his heart beating as she was choking him. So she kept pulling to choke him harder. And this is from her. But he wouldn't die. He was just rebuilding into muscle. What? I'm wondering how fucked up she still is during this interview. Rebuilding into muscle what his adrenaline was kicking in? I'm like, I need clarification. What does that yeah, supposed to well, mean? Well, it's from the mind of Shabusiness, so you're probably never going to know. I'm assuming, though, that he just kept catching a breath and his adrenaline was kicking in. And I mean, hell, he was on meth, too. The meth might have been kicking in, too. I don't know. The fact that she said he wasn't dying. He was... So she pulled harder. Uh, so that instantly, instantly makes me think, well, were you trying to kill him? Mm. So his face turned purple and blood was coming from his mouth. Oh, shit. But she still didn't stop. What? She said she was already this far and she just kept going. What? Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, fuck, I'm already this far. Might as well kill him. That's pretty much her thought process. Excuse? So she was trying, Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically. She even said, yeah, I liked it at one point during her interrogation, but it was under her breath and not completely clear if that's what she was talking about, but I think it's pretty clear. Allegedly, she liked it. We'll put it that way. She said it took three to five minutes for him to die, which I don't know if you guys know this, I have been choked out before. First of all, it's terrifying. Because you cannot do anything, no matter what you want to do. Your mind is just running. But once you choke someone out and they lose consciousness, you have to actively continue to choke them for three to five minutes after that. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with her? She made it this far. (sighs) Why not? (laughs) So, she she actually claimed that she blacked out when she started choking him, and whenever she came to, his face was purple, so she figured, what the hell, I'll just keep going. She said that she enjoyed choking him, and then she actually asked the detectives if they knew what it was like to love something so much, you kill it. No. No, I don't know what that feels like. No, I don't, like, I have loved stuff very deeply, but never to kill it. No. That's, that's insane, that's insane. Well, this crazy bitch didn't stop here. She then played with his body for two to three hours. And when I say played with his body, I mean exactly what you're thinking. Oh. Oh my. Look, I'm glad you're here because I may not be the best judge of this considering I don't do it at all, being a lesbian. (laughs) But <laughs> I see, I'm like, where is yeah. this going? But now I see where. But this I've is going. heard a few of my friends, as well on a few TV shows, that a lot of women really hate sucking dick. Yes. Okay. Whether you like it or not, okay, there are some that like it. I've heard. Yes. But okay, that's your thing. But this crazy bitch decided to do it after she killed him. Oh. I I want to know what other the like. The thought process was behind that? Like, what was the motive? Or what What was she getting from I, it? I'll tell you what that motive was. Meth. <laughs> she was real meth dope. <sighs> nah, it, I don't... 
I don't think I want to know. I <laughs> That's just where my mind goes. It's like, what happened? Well, what turned you on so Some, much? Yeah. And then she decided to take the dildo that they had. I, I don't know if it was hers or his or whatever, but it was there. She took a dildo and put it in his mouth and then in his ass. Like, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? And he's dead. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, for two to three hours while she's molesting him. I mean, the thing's raping him. The thing, that's what I was going to say. The thing for me is like, I'm not kink shaming at all. No, I mean, you got your things. That's cool. As long as you're safe about it. And it's just the fact that he's dead. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how you suck a dead dude's dick. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, period. But, yeah. You know, <sighs> Anyways. So, then she got some kitchen knives, and she decided to dismember his body. Okay. So, they really are hanging out and chopping it up like one They are chopping it up. That's why I said it's kind of weird that those are the terms he used. But her plan, originally, from her, was to bring all of the body parts with her. But she got lazy and ended up putting the leg and the foot in the van and forgot the head. After she killed him and played with him for a couple hours, she pulled him over to the edge of the bed and put a black bucket under his head and she cut it off. Oh. And she then used a bucket and a tote to catch the blood from his body that she actually took to that shower down in the basement and dumped it down the drain. Oh my god. So here's what's (laughs) fucked up. This this is where it gets fucked up? Actually. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) She tried different knives. She went upstairs into that kitchen and got the knives out of a knife block. Like, five knives were missing, four or five knives in the kitchen shears were missing. She said that the bread knife was the best one because the serrated edges made it cut. Oh. Yeah. So, she actually enjoyed the bread knife the best. So, she was talking about it as she using it to dismember him? Yeah. She... Or decapitate him. Well, she used it on more than that. There was a paring knife that was found. There was a steak knife that the tip was broken off of. There were several different cut marks found. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not an easy task to no. dismember somebody. I'm just saying. I, I mean, I wouldn't know, but... And I know I'm a lot <laughs> of people know what a bread knife looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's not a small knife, and it's got really sharp serrated deep wells in it that cuts by the time she got done with this i saw the knife in evidence it's damn near smooth on the bottom she cut those serrated edges straight down going through the bone it's insane she was determined that's for sure but my whole thing is she was left this this takes a lot of time yeah i mean not only the fact that and this is just talking about the dismembering part, but prior to that, she said she allotted at least two hours to, quote, play with him, end quote. Yeah, well, it, it gets and worse. And then you spend this other time dismembering him and decapitating him. What's, and what is your question right there? 
I'm just like, how is she getting, and and then having the time to be able to go up and down the stairs the entire time to go get the knives and do all the shit. How does nobody hear this or know this is going on? There's the question I was looking for. That is a good question. Guess what? Guess what? That's the same fucking question I have. How do you not know? I want to know. I want to know. But we're going to get into it a little more because I have theories on that. (sighs) Again, theories. Alleged. Everything's alleged. So, she cut the head off with the bread knife, right? Yes. She also cut off his leg, obviously. I told you a second ago. His penis. Of course. Now, I think it's his penis. It said male organ. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm assuming that's what that was, not his balls. It could have been both. I don't know. Um, she actually doesn't even know what all she did, claiming that she blacked out. So, she's trying to say she dissociated during Yeah. The but she did put the knives and body parts in bags that she found around the room. Then she said she actually got paranoid and lazy and thought it was the dope that was making her paranoid. Bitch, you just killed someone. That's probably what's got you paranoid. Paranoid and lazy. Yeah, she got lazy. So, Shad's mom, Tara Pakenick, sometime between 2 and 3 a.m. on the morning of Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, heard a storm door being slammed and heard a vehicle start. Assuming it was Taylor, Tara got out of bed, saw the light on in the basement, and she went down to see if Shad was there, since she thought Taylor left. Mm-hmm. Now, this has changed a little bit once I actually heard her on the stand. It says that she went down in the official report. She went down to the basement, turned the lights off, and she turned around and saw a bucket with a towel over it. Come to find out, on the stand, she heard the door slam, assuming they were leaving. So she got up to go down and lock the door behind them. Mm -hmm. They have a cat. Mm -hmm. And the litter box is down in the basement. Mm -hmm. So she went to go... Let the cat in or whatever. Put the cat down in the basement. Saw the light on. She went to go cut it off. And then the story comes back together. She saw a bucket with a towel over it. It was like a beach towel or something. She actually moved the towel thinking, Oh, what are these kids doing now? Are they pissing in a bucket down here? Which just confirms that there's no toilet or anything down there. Thinking, oh, they're getting lazy. Just pissing in a bucket. Throwing a towel over it. Gonna go dump it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, she saw her son's head. Casual. <laughs> it's very sarcastic, but so what? Yeah, she <laughs> saw her son's head. So she went back up to the top floor. Uh-huh. And she woke up her boyfriend, Steve. Uh-huh. And obviously she's like, Oh my god, you need to come down here and check this out. Shad's head is in a bucket. And he's like, What the fuck? Are, are you delusional? Like what? Thinking that she had like a mental break or something. You know what? It says it's a 911 call. I'll get into that in a second. It's not a 911 call. But I'm going to play the call for you so you can actually hear it. Okay. Brown County Public Safety, how may I help you? Um, yes, I'd like an officer at 8 Brooke. Um, my friend just woke me up and swears that she found her severed head of her son in the basement. Is it E-Y, right? Yes. No, E. Just that Y. Did 
my number is three two seven. My name is Steve. Well, he left with her. 
Okay, first things first. I understand shock. And I understand people react different, okay? Number one. I found out later on that at this time, she and Steve had been together for about two years. Roughly. You don't know your girlfriend's last name. Or her birthday. Or her birthday. Or her middle initial. That's a little weird. Alright. She doesn't seem... Overly upset, but I can hear something in her voice for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's shocking. Absolutely shocking. He seems more like, what the fuck, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, you know? he sounds really annoyed. Kind of. She doesn't sound as upset as I would imagine. I, I feel like I would probably faint if I found someone's head in a bucket, much less my kids. But then, at the end of the call, she also says that she has a 16-year-old daughter sleeping and asks them to not be loud so they don't wake her up. Um, if I found someone's head in a bucket, I would I would want everyone in that house awake to know what was going on. I would want to at least just, well, I mean, I'm sure she checked on her daughter, but hell, I would want to make sure that my daughter was safe, too. I don't know if she did check on her. Because if I found... Something at least concerning. The next thought would be, well, of course, you know, besides let me call the cops, but you know, would be my sixteen-year-old daughter is is in the same house. Let me go check on my daughter. Which, like I said, we don't know if she did or not. But still, but even as you said, we don't know. It was shock, and people react differently, mm-hmm. like you said. So, I mean, we can't really talk much to that extent. But still, well, you know how 
911 operators are trained to remain calm and try to calm the other party, right? Yeah. Well, that that call didn't seem urgent, did it? No, not no. Well, come to find out during the trial going on, Steve said they talked for about 10 minutes trying to figure out whether they should call 911 or non-emergency. Tara said they talked for about a minute to a minute and a half about it. They called non-emergency. I do I have... If you think there's a head in a bucket, that's an emergency. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially whenever, you know, like, listening to her say, well, you know, at first I thought that they were pissing in the bucket, and then I moved the towel back, and then that's not what I saw, you know, yeah. like how she responded that way. You know, to me, if that was your initial reaction, then... We should call the emergency side. There's the obviously something emergent going on. But it's not emergent, uh, emergent enough for her to have them wake up her 16-year-old daughter asleep in the other room. Exactly. Exactly. That's weird to me. That is really weird to me. Again, we also don't know these people, but the, no, I just see where you're, where you're saying that it's weird. It's very concerning. We have been doing some research into them. And come to find out, Tara has a history of getting with men who have very long rap sheets. Okay. The guy, Steve, that she's with right now has had at least five DUIs, if not more. I've got a very long rap sheet of his. Look through from 91 to 2020, I believe. And that's all in Brown County where they live. Just for the record, this has nothing to do with this case, but <clears throat> the amount of effort you and Tina put into this stuff to, like, research and find all the shit on these people. The next person, if I ever decided I'm gonna date somebody ever again, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, hey, this is his first name, this is his last name, this is his birthday. Well, I mean, I told you, we, we figured out who broke into my car and stole our debit card and shit within an hour, so we'll, we'll get it figured out. That's kind of the problem I've got here with Tara and Steve. Tara has this this habit of of getting with these guys. I don't necessarily know if she does drugs. I don't necessarily know if Steve does drugs. Mm-hmm. But I do know they like to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if they took that time to maybe hide some stuff that they were trying to hide of their own. Maybe that's why they called non-emergency. He also said that he didn't want to have all the sirens and lights and all that pull up. Well, if you've got a head in the bucket, what's it matter? Right. We've also seen a lot of stuff on Facebook of people in the neighborhood, supposedly. I don't know if they actually live there or not, but supposedly that area has been a problem. Like, that house and other houses around it are known to be problematic. People coming and going and all kinds of stuff like that. It seems very drug-related. Not saying it is, yeah. but it seems like Regardless, it. Regardless, though, we do know that they don't want anything to draw attention at all. Remotely concerned, you know, to uh, attention of other, like, onlookers or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They don't want to have other people, like... Which, I do get the privacy in that, but if you found your son's head in a bucket... Who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? You need to get that shit out there, figure out who did it, yeah, and get justice. Which, I mean, technically, obviously, we're talking about it now, so, spoiler alert, but everybody in the mom already knows about it now anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I say all of this because I know that they have set up a GoFundMe 
And I'm not saying they are or they're not using the money properly, but it seems that she and Steve really enjoy bar hopping quite a bit. Not just around the area, they like to travel some too. They... I'll just read the GoFundMe real quick. Last February, as many of you know, our family suffered an unimaginable and tragic loss of Shad. This week, the trial will finally begin after many delays. My cousin Tara, Shad's mother, has taken an indefinite amount of time off to be at the trial. This also comes with a financial loss and it breaks my heart for her to go through this living hell. We are hoping to raise funds to offset the loss of income during this difficult time. If you feel compelled to help, it is greatly appreciated. Otherwise, we humbly ask for prayers, lots of prayers, justice for Shad, and hopefully some closure and healing. That's written by Tara's cousin. She's the one in, in charge of it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I know that drinking is a popular way to heal, even though it's not a good way to heal. Mm-hmm. But I sure as fuck know that the Green Lantern in Coleman, Wisconsin, or the Pine Grove Bar in Republic, Michigan, or Jack's Teepee in Ishpeming, Michigan, with Tara's sister, is not necessarily what the money should be blown on two days and the day before the trial. We actually, thanks to Steve putting all of his stuff out on Facebook, you may want to check into that, Steve. Um, we actually found out that I believe they went to go pick up Tara's sister, probably for support during the trial. Mm-hmm. And she lived in Michigan. But they went bar hopping up there with her. They went out and had a grand old time. They even got flooded into a bar. And then it looks like they traveled back, still hitting bars on the way down. This was the day before the trial started. Now, at first I didn't see either one of them in the background of the trial, but they were witnesses. They were there. So yes, they are at the trial. Like I said, they may or may not be using the money right, but it seems like they're blowing a lot on alcohol. I think it would be better used to get some help. Some real help. Unfortunately, people use different coping mechanisms differently, and again, this is all hypothetical. We can't confirm nor deny that this is what's going on. I feel like if you're about to go to a trial for the murder of your son, you're not going to go out and take pictures at bars the day before the trial. I was raised differently. You don't do that. If you call in sick to work, you better stay your ass (laughs) at home. So, Don't be seen. <laughs> yeah. So you, you probably shouldn't have gone out in public and been public. You probably should have got some alcohol and stayed at your sister's house or stayed at some hotels. Yeah. Kept that shit quiet. But if you would like to donate to their GoFundMe, <laughs> you can find it online. You can type in Shad Theory and GoFundMe. They have raised, at the time of my notes, $12,700 of their $20,000 goal. And That's a lot of money. It is. And they, they do have some shit they're going through, okay? Like, don't get me wrong. But they also don't seem like they care as much as I feel like they should either. But I'm not them. No. So I don't know. I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. I'm just trying to give all of you the information I ran across so you can make your own judgments. All right. Anyways... You remember how Taylor was already in trouble and had an ankle monitor? Mm-hmm. She cut it off. It alerts the cops when you cut it off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they were already looking for her before they even knew about Shad. 
Taylor had left and went back to where she was staying with that roommate at Eastman Avenue. It was about 6.3 miles away from Shad's mom's, about 15-minute drive. The cops were already at the apartments looking at a picture of her to kind of confirm who they were looking for whenever her dumbass just walked right out of the apartment. She stopped dead in her tracks when she saw the officers. <laughs> One of them walked over and asked her if she knew why the officers were there. She was like, well, because of a warrant for my arrest? Yeah. Yeah. Little do you know, though, bitch. She still had on the same clothes. They had on dried blood on the front of her black hoodie and the black sweatpants. Her hands were bloody. There was a cut on her right thumb. There were scratches on her arms and hands that she claimed were self-inflicted. They looked in the gold minivan that she had been driving, and they saw a laundry basket behind the driver's seat full of clothes and shit, and there was a crock-pot box on top of it. They had some, like, bags and stuff in it, and they actually found his right thigh... And I want to say it was like his right thigh, femur, and foot in there. In the van. So when they interrogated her, detectives told her that a few hours before, they were actually sent to Shad's house and they found his head. What do you think her response was? I really don't know, but I'm going to say that she, I'm going to assume that she wasn't surprised. That's pretty fucked up. That was not what I expected. That, was, that, that is, is fucked that's up. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> he asked where the rest of his body was, and she said that it was still in the basement. She starts explaining what happened in pretty gross detail, and then says, Damn the head. I can't believe I left the head, though. Really? And then she told them that the police were going to have fun trying to find all the organs and there was a foot or leg in the minivan and she put his head in a bucket with a towel over it. His other body parts were found in duffel bags, backpacks, plastic bags, and not only his head was in the bucket, but like I said, the official documents also said male organs were in there as well as two of the knives that she had used. The knives were also scattered through some of the other bags. I don't have this in my notes, but I'm going to try to do it the best I can. There was a pink and black Under Armour bag that had some of his body parts in it, and it actually leaked blood through the bottom of the bag. There was so much in it. There was a, I want to say, a blue duffel bag that was sitting... I'm sorry, the Under Armour bag was between the bed and the dresser. The blue duffel bag was sitting on top of the dresser. It had, I believe, a lung and some other body parts and small pieces of flesh in it. As well as knife and a bunch of, like, Walmart bags and stuff. And then there was a, like, a Rubbermaid tote that was kind of a tealish color. Mm-hmm. It had his torso and stuff in it. And then there was also a tote that she had used to dump the blood into the, the shower. shower. And she did try to clean up some. Like I said, she dumped his blood in the shower. There was evidence of her actually trying to clean up the shower area with Clorox wipes. The mattress was soaked in blood, but the blanket was kind of like pulled over it and stuff, I guess, trying to cover it. Yeah. And there was actually a partial footprint in blood under the mattress. It looked like maybe she had moved the mattress over closer to the wall after she was done to hide shit. But, yeah, she left little specks of blood everywhere, so... They ended up finding it. She was charged with first-degree intentional homicide, 
mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault. That's what I was like, well, how did they, I mean, I'm not against the first, the finding the first degree, but how did they justify that it was first degree, do you know? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I'm kind of hoping we can find that out throughout the trial more. They, they have to have something in order to go forward. With As of right now, degree. I've only listened to, like, basically opening statement type shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, like yeah. it's still the first of the witnesses, so I'm not really sure where that's going. That should be later towards the end of the trial. Okay. The trial has actually been delayed a lot. February fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. She was in court for a competency hearing when her lawyer asked the court for two more weeks for experts to be able to testify. They needed time to you know get them together and everything. Yeah. The judge agreed to push back the trial to May. When, all of a sudden, Taylor Shabiznis lunged at her lawyer and started trying to hit him until an officer quickly pinned her to the ground. She tried wrestling with him as well, but she was handcuffed the entire time, so he was actually able to keep her pinned down until help arrived. (laughs) She finally calmed down and asked the cops what happened, which was answered with, You went off on your attorney, Taylor. You went crazy on your attorney. Well... Thanks to this little outburst, the hearing was adjourned until March 6th, and that's whenever the original trial was supposed to start. Obviously, she pleaded not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect, Hmm. which she was actually found competent to stand trial, which started Monday, July 24th, 2023, just the day before we're recording this. There was a time whenever there was a... There was a professional that actually said that she was not competent to stand trial. Um, she threw a chair at her. Taylor, she business, threw, threw a chair, a chair at, at the, the lady. Person. Yeah. So, I don't really know what all happened in there, but I'm pretty sure they were like, okay, this bitch crazy, we need to just lock her up. So, she ended up getting the green light to be competent for trial. It seems like they might have given her some kind of sedative or something. She looks real tired and real quiet during the trial. I know they do that, but I've tried to research it, and I can't see if they actually did that or not. She did actually get diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she has been getting mental health treatment since she was in 7th grade. So that's where they're trying to go with this defense. Do you know if it's bipolar 1 or 2? I did not see that. I have bipolar type 2. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen red, don't get me wrong, but I've never thought about killing someone. Which I'm not using that to justify, no. you know, what she But did. my thing is... Uh, that's just me just being curious. I don't think it's the bipolar that's got her doing this. No, no, no. I think it's the drugs. There's more to it. And she's probably just crazy. I mean, just look at her. She's crazy. <sighs> But like I said, I was just asking for clarification purposes. But I mean, if she had bipolar two, then that would you know yeah, t- kind of explain the anger outburst to an extent. But it, it could explain outburst, but not. But it doesn't explain it to the intensity cutting a of body what she's up doing for hours. Doing all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's insane. there's more to it than just that. So I, I'm really hoping that she doesn't get off on some bullshit because of her mental health. Because this. This woman seems dangerous. I think that she's going to be... They found her to be competent, so I think that they're going to yeah. try to hold her to 
to, you know, um, hold her accountable for everything. And Well, I don't know how fucked up she really is. I think she's, I think she's missing a few brain cells. Because uh, there was actually a, a reporter or interviewer, someone talking to her at one point, and she's very fascinated by Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Like, super fascinated by him. Even said that she had a relationship with him at one point. Oh, okay. Okay. The the biggest problem with that is she was born in 97. That's why, that's why, I, said, that's why I'm laughing and saying okay. <laughs> and see, when did he die? Okay, so Dahmer died in 94. She was born in 97. I don't see a relationship happening. <laughs> Not only that, he didn't really like women. That's what I was going to say. Did she miss the memo where all of his victims were men? And yeah, he... I mean, I get the cutting body parts. I think of. she fascinated. She was. Uh, she was the word I'm looking for. Romanticizing. Romanticizing. Yeah, romanticizing. Yeah. And uh, you know, she may try. May have tried to do similar things to kind of pay homage to him. As fucked up as that is, maybe. But if she blacked out. How is she going to be able to do... People say that shit all the time. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it either. So, I don't know. She would have been better saying, I'm the reincarnation of Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just people you... Well, that would have definitely got her in a sanity plea, but I mean... Well, it was about as crazy as having a relationship with him, so... (sighs) I just don't get it. I this, This bitch has lost her mind. I think a lot of it, too, is just for attention. Maybe, but it, like I said, I'm kind of glad that this is so out there because a lot of times whenever a lot of parties seem to have alcohol or drug problems, it doesn't get put out in media because they're like, oh, they're all a problem, so we're not going to talk about it. Mm. I'm really glad this is out there because every one of us face issues. Mm. We all deal with shit. You just may not realize it because a lot of this isn't put out there. Yeah. For sure. This doesn't happen every day, but situations somewhat similar to this do. So just make good decisions and try to get people to stay away from meth. (laughs) Man. That's your PSA for the day. (laughs) Yeah, stay away from meth and don't shoot up pills and no intravenous drugs. No no drugs. No drugs. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> this is the way you said okay is sorry that okay that's, the, that is definitely a south park uh, yeah was uh, <laughs> bad okay <laughs> yeah so y'all remember that stay off drugs watch your business <laughs> that last name is just i the shabusiness empire i, I just, what the shabusiness yeah i they had no shabusiness making that no no <laughs> That's really about all I've got on her right now. She's just crazy and psycho, and she seems to be getting some kind of enjoyment out of all of this. There's something, there's some more, I'm intrigued, I want to know, there's, there, there's more to it than 
stuff is, you know, her romanticizing Jeffrey Dahmer and then wanting to try to, like, imitate certain things or do stuff. And especially the, um, the, um, dismembering and the decapitation, you know, because. Yeah. And that's maybe why she was so, like, I forgot the head. Oh, my God, how did I forget the head? Well, she forgot the head because she got paranoid and lazy. If you're going to do something. Follow through at least. At least don't leave the mom to find the head in the bucket. Fuck. I mean, that's awful. Like I, I don't care what I've said about her. That is awful. And she was I feel for her for going that. Hundred percent. The mom. Yes. Oh yeah. Tara. For, for sure. Oh man. For sure. I thought she was talking about Taylor. For no, me. I don't give a fuck about Taylor. That's why I was like, what? No. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Like, for sure agree. No, with that. she could be absolutely just coping with this by. Going the wrong way and just getting drunk all the time. Yeah. But if that's the case, you need to get help because that's just going to kill you. That is not the way to do it. That's not the way to cope. You've got other kids. You've got at least another kid. Be there. Addiction's hard, though. It is hard. It is. That's why you need help. So if you are in that position and you hear this, get some of that money from GoFundMe and go, go get some help. I want to see something really good come out of this. Because this is really really bad uh, really bad and 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 another thing what the fuck is going on with wisconsin <laughs> i've heard it's something in the cheese but i don't really know i mean we got ed gein then we got jeffrey dahmer and now we got her like what is it with these crazy you know, people I didn't connect that until you just listed that. all three of them are wisconsin and all three of them had to really do with like dismembering the, and doing some kind of cutting some shit just, up uh, some crazy shit. Some All I can think of missing a few brain like cells. Belt that he made. Oh my god! But yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, note to self: Never go to Wisconsin. Sorry if yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm not even going to be a Packers fan anymore. No pack, no. No pack, no. <laughs> so that's that's about all I've got. Be careful if you ever go to Wisconsin. Sorry, Wisconsin yes, listeners. If we yes, have any. I was going to say if you're from Wisconsin, let me know what's going on. Like. Are y'all okay up there? Yeah, yeah. That's more or less. Is are, it the are cheese? Y'all okay? Is it the water? Just What's send going the on? SOS. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll 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 shut the whole state down. Let us know. <laughs> Do you know how long this trial is going to last? Do you have any? Idea? I have no idea. I'm expecting it to go on for a little Ooh. while. But I do plan on if something crazy happens, I will put out another episode with you. Um, like I said, she went off on that attorney before, attacked him in court. So I hope nothing happens. Yeah. But I definitely see something happening. If nothing happens and she just gets convicted or let go or whatever the case may be, I may just post an update on Facebook. Okay. But we'll we'll see. Or when you might it be able to there. do like a quick update on a like quick whatever, update, yeah, uh, episode that we're doing or whatever. But speaking of episodes and everything, obviously, um, it's been a minute since I've done a story, and we didn't really take time to kind of like update or anything. We just kind of like went straight into it, which yeah, I'm kind of I'm glad you did because this was this this was a good story. <laughs> I mean, not a good story. It was a this was a fuck story. Yeah, this was something that. It's intriguing to a lot of people. Yeah. That's what I mean by good. Yes, yes, yes. I knew what you were saying. I was just like, how do we explain yeah, this? Though? Yeah, I promise I will have my Ouija board story It soon. is coming. I have been harping on her for weeks now. Yes, she has. It is not entirely her fault. Just a little bit of it's her fault. Maybe 2%. But 
do you want to tell them what you're doing? The other 98% is consumed of the fact that I, as you know, as I've said before, I'm going through a lot of changes, but I am moving right now. And, and we all know moving is a hassle. I underestimated this. I yes. was like, well, I'm not doing a lot of this and I'm leaving a lot of stuff and I'm sorting this and somebody's getting this and doing that. And so I just got to just pack up this little bit of things and clean and Bada bing, bada boom, we're done. Not as easy as you think. Wrong. Look, I've moved several <laughs> times and I hate it. I yeah. cannot tell you how much shit I say, you know what? Just throw it away every time I move. Yes, and that's why I was like, I shouldn't have this much to do because that's exactly what I was mm-hmm. doing. I'm like, I can't take this because of the room or, you know, that I'm going to, or, you know, where I'm moving because I don't have enough room for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because you're downsizing. Or I, or it's falling apart so Which, i don't need if to anyone's ever downsized you also know that's a hassle yes so she's she's downsizing in the midst of moving because i went from not fun. downsized to where i'm at now and i had a hell of a lot more room than i've had yeah. in years and so i've accumulated some shit because as one does and then as all of our listeners know life is ultimately handed my ass to me on a silver platter more than I would like to admit in the past year. Not you you included. But, you know, like, but I, it's resulted into me having to move. But, you know, that's due to my choice and my decisions. But anyway, um, it's taking a lot out of me. And that end, I need to put myself on a schedule and a routine. And Yeah, you're changing your whole schedule up, actually. You're not just... It's a lot. Moving. You're changing your whole Every, my whole life. entire life is changing. Yes, yeah. so it is coming. I'm making sure of it. I've told her if she doesn't get it done, I'm kicking her off the podcast. I don't know what's going to happen because obviously <laughs> I can't do it by myself. But that that threat should be enough to get her to get it done. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get that. Oh, it's coming. I promise. It's coming because if I have to, I'm going to just lock her down here in my house and, and make her write her notes out. You're it's gonna, coming. Are you going to do me like the Silence of the Lambs? You know, are you going to get... It puts, puts the, the notes lunch? on the basket. <laughs> it puts the notes on the computer exactly. or it doesn't get to record again. There you go. <laughs> See, now you get it. See, so now she knows she's got to get it done. <laughs> But until then, I'm going to go lock her back up and make her work on her notes. And I'm going to go sit in my hole and, you know, it puts the notes on the computer so I can record again. Until then, <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> and also, for real, if you want to watch your business, check out Law and Crime on YouTube. They have the trial. They have the body cam footage during the trial. They have the 911 call. They're a good the, resource. 911 call. Yeah. Uh, law and crime I use all the time. I absolutely love them. They've got website. They've got, um, I think they have stuff on Facebook. They have social pages. They, yeah, they, okay. So they have social media. They have YouTube. They get a lot of trials. They, they're actually the same ones that I got my body cam for Sarah Boone off of. They are absolutely phenomenal. So if you're into this stuff and you want more info on it, go check them out. please go check it out because I know that I'm, bleeping some of the stuff in the uh, pseudo 911 call, I guess I'm going to call it. There's a confidential information type shit. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to put that out, Yeah, but they do have it out there. And I mean, it is stuff that you can look up on your own. I just don't want to put that out there because they have had a lot of people try to come see the murder scene. Yeah. yeah. Right, just leave them alone. Like, 
no matter what they're doing, they don't want to be reminded of that every day and have people, random people they don't even know, come up to their house. Leave them alone. It's a crime scene. It's not... Like a fucking monument or something erected to memorialize something. Oh, it's like, like people I'm... act like it's art. Look, like I understand I'm in the same realm. Like I'm interested in true crime. But you've got to learn respect. You you have to respect people or you're never going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So stay away from them. Leave them alone. They have a GoFundMe if you would like to donate money to them. If not, they ask for prayers. Until then. Mind your business. Keep your nose out of others. Come send me emotional support while I'm in my hole trying to put my notes on my computer. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) Until next time. Bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylon, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?